Welcome back, everybody, to BuzzFeed's The Library, a podcast with the same amount of beauty, intelligence, tenacity, charm, and humor as the show it covers, and that is RuPaul's Drag Race. I am your host, Jarrett Weisselman, and with me, as always, is the fantastic Eleanor Kagan. Hi, Eleanor. Hi, darling. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm really excited. First of all, this was an amazing episode of the show, and we have two guests that I'm just so excited about. Returning is one of our favorites, Mr. Zachary Aris. Hello, Zachary. Hey. How are you? I feel like you're becoming sort of like, I, I'm I'm as comfortable seeing you as I am mm-hmm. comfortable watching the girls have really, really in-depth conversations with like half-painted faces <laughs> on the show at this point. I feel like I've I've gone from... Who's she to, oh, that bitch? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to see where you take things moving forward. Um, To the bedroom. (laughs) Oh, all right. You know what? That's the end of this podcast. We got to go. Bye. No, just just. kidding. So thank you for being here. And welcome for the very first time to the library, Mr. Adam Ellis. Hi, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. Very excited to have you. Yeah, drag race is like all I talk about anyway. So it's nice to have like an official reason to do so. I love that. Well, listen, you know, the great thing about uh, Drag Race super fans is they also notice like crazy, insignificant things in each episode that, you know, this podcast would have to be three hours for us to really talk about it the way I think we all want to talk about it. But that said, let's just quickly dive into a couple of these things, these little obsessions that we have from this week's episode that don't necessarily need whole segments, but do deserve a little shout out. For example... I would love to show a little love to the editors who used the exact same six-second shot of Valentina taking her pads off at the top of the show 15 times. I mean, (laughs) there's how hard is it to take pads off? Like she's she's got it. She didn't didn't take her that long. But I love quality B-roll. They just wanted to use it as much as possible. I know. It was pretty good. Eleanor, was there anything that like stuck out like that for you? Yeah, I can't stop thinking about Sasha's dress when she walks into the workroom where it's like this big flowy shapeless sack. Um, which kind of has like a witchy quality and she lifts up her arm and there's a huge hole and then someone now that I can't remember who sticks their face in it. That's yes. kind of like the beginning of a like a children's TV show. I want that dress <laughs> and it just furthers my obsession with Sasha. I love it. I love it so much. What about you, Adam? Was there something that stuck out to you? Yeah, I'm I mean, I'm obsessed with the the chair that they brought out for Eureka during the lip sync. <laughs> like I know that like if I was on the show, I would be the one asking for a chair. They have them standing they... for a million hours mm-hmm. in heels. Yeah, I think I... that's the first time anyone's been able to sit. I was <laughs> no. I I was obsessed with it. Zachary, was there anything? Um, I think my favorite moment would be I don't know if you guys noticed this. I think they forgot Cynthia's name because when they picked <gasps> Cynthia, when when Trinity picked Cynthia for the challenge and during Untucked, they kept calling her, oh, Cuckoo over here. Cuckoo, what did you think? Cuckoo, you're on my team. I think that they uh, forgot her name. You don't think they were I, just finally embracing her catchphrase? No, they literally forgot her name. <laughs> I, I, I'm leaning towards forgetting her name, too. I think that's probably what happened. Um, but you know what? This was... A big episode for Cynthia. This was a big episode for all the girls. So let's start at the very, very top. They come back into the room after What's-Her-Face, Never Talk About Her Again, was eliminated. And, (laughs) you know, we... Right, exactly. (laughs) We have talked a lot on this podcast in the first few weeks about Aja and sort of Aja's humility or lack thereof. And I have to say, I thought it was absolutely 
really refreshing to see Aja come in with this sort of humbleness that I wanted her to have from the very beginning. What did you guys think about sort of how she returned to the workroom after lip syncing for her life? I mean, she's she's the youngest queen this season. Um, I think like tied with Farah, she's she's like 22 or something. Yeah. Um, and so it's I, I thought it was great to like see a very real human moment happening with her. Like she's learning. And I, yeah. I don't know. I found it very charming. Yeah. I mean, the young girls, the younger girls on the show tend to like blaze in with outsized confidence and then are usually like taken down a peg and have to work their way back up. Mm -hmm. And so at the beginning, we see like Aja went on such a character journey through this episode. At the beginning, she's super like bordering on bitter and taking it out on Valentina. And then Mm -hmm. as we'll see, like exactly has like human moments and kind of returns to like a a balance, a better balance for her. Mm I'm on the Aja train as of this episode. (laughs) Same. I think it was pretty interesting to see, like, when they first come back, everyone sort of jumped onto Valentina. Like, I think it was, uh, what's her name? Um, Alexis and Aja were both like, I don't think that you should have been on the top three. This was misjudged, et cetera, et cetera. And A, Valentina, in my opinion, shouldn't have, she, she, she should not have been on the top three. But at the end of the day, the judges put her there and... Why are you taking it out on Valentina? Like everyone yeah, jumping right. on her. But she handled it really, really well. Valentina is way more, she's much smarter than a lot of people gave her credit for in the beginning. And I'm excited to see what this does for her. So. She's super poised and yeah. she has zero time for drama. Yeah. Like anytime well, like anyone said, tried to focused. say anything. Yeah. yeah. Anytime mm-hmm. anyone tried to say anything, she was like, you should be focusing on your makeup because I am. She's not going to give those editors any any role, like any footage to to make her look bad. That's she's a, really she's really smart. Yeah. That's a really good point. She seems like very reality TV savvy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she's watched every season of Top Model and knows how those edits work. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is as savvy as she is, I almost feel like as much as I love her, Eureka has no, I guarantee you when this season is over, Eureka will be the one who is like, I came off totally different than how I am in real life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When, I mean, when they let's let's move on to the challenge. You know, they they are put into these teams uh, to host two competing morning shows, Good Morning Bitches and Not On Today. And Eureka, just as soon as they separate into their teams, can not stand not being in control. She doesn't want to listen to Trinity. And even when she adheres to Trinity's rule of let's not talk over each other, let's raise our hands. She raises her hand and then says, I'm raising my hand like you told me to say and you're not calling on me. It's just like... While someone's talking too. like Right. Eureka Eureka's not going to learn a single thing this entire season. And it's too bad because she's incredible. Like as a performer, as we see later in the challenge, on the runway, she turns out a look. There just seems to be... She's missing something, I think, that you need to be successful enough to win the show. And I don't know if it's just a personality thing. I don't know if it's how you approach competition. I don't know if it's that teamwork mentality. But there's something missing that I think will prevent her from going all the way. What do you think? Eureka's default is just to be defensive. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, another queen will just look at her and she's like, "What? why are you trying to make me look bad? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. And it's just, I think that she needs to just, like, relax a little bit. Like, it's a show about drag queens. Like, it's fun. Like, (laughs) take it down a notch, Eureka. 
100%. I think it was really interesting, too, how the teams shook out. Because normally, when in these situations, especially this early in a season, when they break out, you you already know, like, ooh, that's not someone you want on your team, or I totally understand why they were last picked. And I actually kind of felt like, when they were going through one by one, I was like, that person's strong, that person's strong, that person's... Like, I do feel like... This is a pretty solid group of girls we have right now in week whatever it is. Four. Yes. Wait, yeah. who was picked last this time? Uh, Nina. Nina. That Poor was, Nina. That was surprising. Yeah. I mean, well, Valentina it really kicked off last, her last whole... Time. That's true. Yeah. That's right. It did kick off her whole thing this week about being insecure, not feeling she's good enough, which I know sort of like, Eleanor, you had picked up on uh, last week or the week before. What what was your read on sort of her calling herself, the, the saying the girls see me as a Debbie Downer? I liken Nina to Katya in a way on Katya's original season where she was kind of her own worst enemy in terms of getting mm. in her head and kind of unfortunately that affecting her performance or how she worked with other girls. But like... I Katya got over it for All Stars too, and I really want Nina to get over it this season because she's so damn good. I can't yeah. wait till we get to talk about her runway look because it was incredible. <laughs> it it really was. I think I think this show means so much to Nina. Like mm-hmm. this, I feel like she thinks like this is her last chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the other girls don't have that. They have like these really successful careers, and like Aja's huge in Brooklyn. I think other girls don't need this quite as much as Nina feels like she does. That's a really good point. In like the reality show spectrum, do you like what are <laughs> your what are your feelings on the person who needs it versus the person who wants it the most or who needs it the most or who is just the best? Cuz those mm-hmm. are usually like the archetypes that are reconciled right. in any reality competition season. Right. Usually usually the person who needs it the most and wants it the most can't back it up with like talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nina, Nina is clearly very talented, and she's got the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to to win this. So, so I think that there can be a resolution there. Yeah, I hope so because I find her to be very charming and mm-hmm. gifted. So I would love to see her. You know, if that's her arc this season to learn to come into her own gifts, I think that would be a tremendous story to watch happen. What if she won? Oh, let's not get crazy. Okay, She's, okay. No. Sorry. Everyone. Let's not, let's, let's not get stop crazy. It. <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit, you know, if we're talking about looks, let's talk about the two looks that these teams put together mm. for their actual morning shows. You know, you had the Good Morning Bitches who were really very cohesive across their morning showness with a jacket and a quaff versus the not on today girls who were a little bit all over the place. I want to say it you seemed like Nina. they were lacking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, listen, none of Nina was not on the same show as Charlie, who was not on the same show as Peppermint. Basically, right. it's funny because like Trinity took so much, um, so much control setting up the who's going to have what role. Yeah. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Let's break up uh, and then reconvene. She didn't tell Nina. Don't wear that awful top. <laughs> Damn. Trinity, I mean, Trinity just wasn't that, she wasn't a good leader. And that surprised me. Yeah. Did it surprise you guys? I think it's really hard to be a leader. Like mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a skill that not everybody has. And like, it's fine if you're not a very good leader. I think she was thrust into that role. And like, she just wasn't very good at it. Yeah. And that sucks, but. 
But you know what? I'll take I'll take a I'll take a Trinity on my team all day long over having Charlie on my team because oh. that was I mean oh. in an episode of Ch- Charlie disappointing me one after another, this was the first one where I was like, "What are you doing?" You mean like correcting the oh. way Cynthia was talking? But I mean, you know what? It was even and then stumbling over her own words. Yes, yeah. and it was even beyond that. And it was just as Michelle said later during the critique, the controlling and just the dead behind the eyes and not making it feel natural. I, you know, Rue said for a season queen, I was so surprised to see how Charlie performed in this challenge, and I agree. Yeah, this seems like one of those episodes where like later after the fact we're gonna realize it's like something horrible was happening with Charlie well oh, you, no I hope not no but- I mean it just it seemed like Charlie had checked out like before mm. before the challenge had even started she mm. she seemed like she was just kind of done I mean maybe maybe rue confronted her about her history with blackface maybe maybe she finally <laughs> maybe. did, and just did someone it needs to yeah. maybe she read a, a comment on reddit that called her out for oh. all of her racist acts that she's done so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right as soon as we started feeling sorry for her then we were reminded mm-hmm. yeah that that's the most difficult thing because like this whole episode i i felt and this has been said before but i felt like tyra banks versus tiffany mm. like <laughs> charlie we were all rooting for you and like, it's because She's 52. She looks incredible, incredible. on that stage. Like, like I don't want to jump ahead immediately to the runway looks, but at 52 with those giant platforms in that like beautiful lingerie outfit, the week before with the princess look in that like starred Queen yes. Puabi crown, like everything is always perfect with her look. And then <sighs> it just seemed like she gave up. Yeah. That very first episode where she came in with like the big glasses, like mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, I am completely on board with Charlie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. go. I'm rooting for you. And just every week it's been a little bit worse, a little bit worse. And then this episode, I've just I will never I will never recover. Yeah. <laughs> I will never recover. I'm so I'm so upset. I feel like we need to talk about the content of these morning shows <laughs> that we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, they had moments that were funny. I I thought Shay and Sasha absolutely decimated that kitchen challenge the now i ship them even more even more i I was remembering you saying that and when they were like hugging and kissing and i was just like i am obsessed broccoli together making salads obsessed i love it so much they were so good what made good morning bitches work is that all of the hosts were on each other's side and they were setting each other up for success and that's Mm -hmm. what you have to do and on not on today they had this like weird shtick backstory where they like cheated on each other's or where they slept with each other's husbands and so there was all this mean tension and writing mean comedy is so much harder to get right Mm -hmm. and it just did not work at all and that's like one of the main crutches it was layered yeah but it also just wasn't funny it just wasn't funny funny. like if you're gonna be mean then read them to filth and be funny like we know that's something these queens are capable of it was just lazy meanness yeah exactly and i feel like that sort of drama like that sort of meanness on reality shows just isn't as compelling as it used to be yeah right like watching watching Sasha and Shay like genuinely enjoy each other and have fun is way more compelling than watching queens argue yeah 
I, I don't I I don't know. It's we yeah. live in a different world now. I don't you really watch want Real to... Housewives for that. Yeah, like, you don't need it here. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but in the same for Nina and Eureka, I thought they were beyond funny and super duper charming, and it was because <laughs> they were really engaged with one another as they were eating ham and eating ramen. Like it all just worked. <laughs> that was super funny. I loved that too. Yeah, the it was very playful. Disgusting, I couldn't believe <laughs> Eureka was eating it. it. it and she ate the so ramen. Gross. But she literally. Uh, maybe couldn't... that's why she had to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the tainted ham she was eating. Oh my god. Oh, pl- tainted ham is a, tough, is a tough. Ham. <laughs> tainted ham. That's your new band name. That's yeah, right. that's that's my drag ra- that's my drag name. <laughs> so let's let's move on to after the after the challenge, they go back to the workroom and I, you know, in the conversation we were having earlier about Aja really owning her shit, I thought the conversation she had with Valentina where she apologized to her was very important for her narrative in this competition. Like, I mean, it, she she is clearly learning. Like, her her makeup this week was still not great, but it was Light way better than better. last week. Light years Like, she's, she is taking into account the judge's uh, criticisms and it's it's nice to see it's nice to see somebody like growing right before our eyes yeah and so quickly too yeah. Valentina is so mature too mm-hmm. I like, know where I does that come from do you think she's praying to La Virgen I mean she's listen I'm gonna get me one of those as a little Jewish boy I'm gonna get one because <laughs> it is giving her so much in so many ways I am in, incredibly impressed with her every week. Me too. It's going to be interesting to see to see if she can keep her cool, I mm-hmm. guess, cuz like we've gotten rid of the filler queens at this point. Um right. and it's this I feel like this is really where the 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 competition is going to start. Yeah. Um and it's it's going to get harder. And as she gets mm-hmm. better and better as we all predict she might, I mm-hmm. imagine. Um, she will continue to be pushed. Yes. Yeah. And I hope if so. she can continue to say, like, what did she say to Aja? Like, just let me finish doing my makeup. That's much that's more, important. more important. So yeah. if she funny. can keep that attitude. And in Untucked, when she was like, well, I'm just not going to say anything yeah. about that. You know? I loved it. What's, I thought it was. What cute. about, I, I do have a question for you guys. So, in terms of like us losing filler queens, then what are your opinions on people like Cynthia or Peppermint? who have never been on the top. They both have yeah. something to prove. Pepper, Peppermint as a very, very seasoned queen. Mm-hmm. Cynthia, someone who's coming back, never been on the top. And well, Peppermint kind of was floating. on the top last time. Oh, yeah, but should she, okay. that was, <laughs> should she have been? Should she have been? That was not a princess look. All right, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. We all, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I hear I what you're saying. saying. I definitely mm-hmm. do. Because if they don't prove themselves, are they going home the next two? I mean, that's that would be my guess. Oh. I think... Peppermint, uh, Farrah. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I forget it. All right, we got Hillary. Okay, Farrah was great this week. Yeah, and, and they got... cut out her funny joke. Yeah. Oh, yes. They, like, Farrah, I agree, is a filler queen, but she did great this week and mm-hmm. was completely ignored. She looked beautiful for mm-hmm. the... Uh, the for runway. the for the for the runway and for the TV show, yeah. and she was a very competent host. Yeah, yeah. They in <clears throat> if you go to logo.com, they have um they have one of those like you can see more of like the show. And when they were rehearsing, one of Farrah's jokes were like Alexis Michelle's like, "Hi, I'm Alexis Michelle on was it Good Morning Bitches? Yeah, mm-hmm. on Good Morning Bitches." And then Pheromone says, "Hi, and I'm insert name here." <laughs> <laughs> and it was so like I was like, "Oh no, you're playing into like." what people think of you right. and like you did really well and they cut it she did great all around oh. this week she but did. Mm-hmm. 
was not high drama and not part of the like narrative arc of the episode. She didn't cry on she the didn't main cry. stage. Yeah, yeah. So. she she was good this week, but her batting average has been pretty low. Yeah, you're right. So well, in terms of batting averages, a lot of websites that are like taking bets on who's going to win, <laughs> like they're literally drag We're in race so deep, horse by betting. The way. <laughs> um, like Valentina has moved into first, and Aja was actually bet to win. Coming the in. first three weeks. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So now Valentina's first, and Farah and Peppermint are tied for to go home next. This so. really, this really is our sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it the only one I understand. It's, all, it's the only sports I understand. Before we move on to the runway, I want to ask all of your opinions on something because you know we're talking about drama, and we've also talked on this podcast about these girls at this point, inability to facilitate a producer's note to incite a conversation. <laughs> and I, and I, wanted, I wanna know what y'all's read was on that Eureka-Sasha mini fight, as it was, where Eureka made a joke about an eating disorder and Sasha, of course, you know, reacted as she did. I was surprised that that ended with Sasha somehow apologizing to Eureka. Like, that really caught me off guard. Do you think that stems from what we were talking about before about Eureka not backing down and just being so aggressive and Sasha trying to be the bigger person in the situation? My opinion with that, like, I think it's interesting that Sasha has kind of asserted herself as a different drag queen. Cause like most drag queens, you're going to get really like un PC humor. Mm-hmm. With drag queens. Mm-hmm. It's just inherent. And it's really interesting that Sasha has established herself as, as more of like an intellectual, a drag queen of the times, and you know that maybe you don't need constant offensive humor to be a successful drag queen. What I will say is that maybe Sasha realized, oh, I just told someone who like has probably has a very storied past of struggling with weight mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be allowed to make a weight joke. Oh, that like, yeah. like yes, eating disorders are not humorous, but when when a big girl makes light of it. I mean, she's coming at it with, like, she needs to, like, let that out. I don't think Eureka meant to be cruel in that I moment. Don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't either. either. She wanted to lighten the room. I've seen this episode probably six or seven times now because <laughs> I'm obsessed. Um, and that that exchange was just very weird. It was, it was yeah. too quick. It was edited strangely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot that we're missing from that exchange that, like, I can't figure out. Like I'm, I've gone over it with a fine tooth comb, and I can't really figure out <laughs> who was mad at who, and like who was really offended. Do you have the transcripts? I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is like all part of the argument of why the show needs to be at least ninety minutes minimum. At least, at least. Yeah. I mean, because speaking of editing things out, Eleanor, I was so thrilled that you sent me that link because I of the full runway the with full all the judge runway, comments because which is on YouTube I'm for like, everyone to watch because they plowed through that so fast I felt like I barely got to see the outfits and the runway is one of my favorite things mm-hmm. in every single episode we hear the judges jokes you hear inevitably every queen talking about what fill in the blank realness they're bringing to life that week I mean I actually thought that with the exception of sorry peppermint everyone looked really good this week a great week for for runway looks so so I I know something that I've been dying to talk to Zachary about, and that <sighs> is the clothes on the runway this week. And you were talking about um, knowing how much so many of the pieces on the <sighs> runway cost, owning many of them. And I have so many questions about the economics 
of drag. Please, <laughs> please tell us what you saw on okay. that runway. This was a really, really difficult week for me because <laughs> within my drag persona, it's I'm really basic and I really just like flowy things and leotards. So this was literally the week for me. And so, okay. In terms of the things that I own from this week. <laughs> Walk us through the list. Um, overall, many things. Yeah. But for this specific week, um, I have Alexis Michelle's uh, wig that she got from Bobby Pins. I have Alexis Michelle's um, robe that she has. The, the little, floral one? The floral that transparent one. It's so gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, I love I it. I own it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I own Aja's entrance shoes and um, Farah's... Wigs by Vanity Wig. But, the pink one? Yeah, the pink one. Ooh, I love that I too. love yeah, do you want that me to... <laughs> will you Will you wear them next time we record? <laughs> I mean, I have I have my highlighter in my in my pocket. No, I'm just um, <laughs> one of the things I really, really, really wanted to talk about for the runway look was Valentina. So I'm going to keep it as short as possible. In season seven during Untucked, Ginger got red for her outfit looking cheap during one of the episodes. I think it was the Despy Awards. And then Ginger, everyone's going around the room like, oh, like this was $20. Oh, my mom gave me this fabric. Oh, I made this or, oh, I purchased that. And Ginger is like, well, this is a Tony Bowles gown. And it was like a $2,000. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not going to knock Tony Bowles because he's a very famous designer for... Miss America, etc. But it looked really cheap. So and they cost two thousand dollars. It cost two thousand dollars. Well, I mean, it's a lot of times with like, if you're a designer for a certain body type, you are not a designer for big girls. Mm -hmm. So that was clearly lost in translation. And so to bridge that to now, you know, she spent, I think it was either a thousand or two thousand. She spent all that money on one dress, but Valentina. Overall, throughout this entire episode, wore about twelve hundred or so in in terms of her outfits this week. So her um, her what do you call it? The main challenge look where she was in the uh, the news thing. Her I think her dress was from it's this boutique in Australia. I think called like hold on I think I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, it's a burlesque baby dress, um, and it's this boutique in like Perth or something. And that dress is like three hundred dollars plus international shipping. That's why. <laughs> Wait, and what did that one look like? It was Can like that red off the shoulder ruching. They call it the Monica dress. Oh my god! Even though it's not blue, I so, get all my clothes from Perth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all of your off the shoulder ruched like red gowns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all I wear. That's what I'm wearing right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You look gorgeous. Thank you. Did you did you stone those tights? Oh no, stoning is stoning is for uh for for poor for poor people. What did what did this Cora is not say? RuPaul's best sweatshop. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, well, that's uh, crazy to me. That is, I mean, I'm genuinely shocked to hear how much money we've seen on Valentina mm -hmm. in these first few weeks. Well, and then and then for the for the lingerie look, it gets even more like her. So she was wearing that that lingerie piece, which probably was like. You know, maybe let's say it's a hundred dollars. Whoever stoned that to put those like custom like uh, Siam like uh, Swarovskis on it, that's maybe another hundred or two hundred dollars for so for someone to buy the materials and do it because that's many hours of work to stone it. Do we think then, she did it herself? Hell no. Well, I mean, 
looking at Valentina's work <laughs> ethic and the fact that she did you stone those tights? Yeah, she probably did it herself. But I think she probably just prays to Guadalupe and then in the morning they just, <laughs> she just has a new outfit. Like birds they just appear. In, yeah. She probably is a, the, like the a legitimate starts. fairy godmother, not even just a mm-hmm. metaphorical one. <laughs> yeah, it's Charlie Hyde's. I mean, uh, she deserves it. She yeah. does. Well, the the big thing though that gagged me, okay, she even name dropped it, which even made me more crushed. So the thing that a lot of them wore those like little um those little transparent robes yes. with like the feathers and stuff. Yeah, those I want are, all of them. Those are boudoir dressing robes. And I only know of like one designer who still makes them. Her name's Catherine Delish. And each one I'm is ordering like, one right now. <laughs> I, need to, I need the boudoir lifestyle. We need Eleanor, them for this podcast. Like no one will see them, but we have. No, they're not. But, <sighs> um Valentina's did not have the marabou or the ostrich. And hers was like 500 or 400. Everyone yeah. should Google these because they're <sighs> oh so decadent. Oh, they're only 4.99. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my God. God. so affordable. <laughs> Drop in the bucket. <laughs> I have wanted one of those for years and I can never just set aside mentally right. $500 to get one of them. And then she just walks out in it. And I'm like, you've been doing drag for 10 months. So like where did she get it? How can she afford it? Are those the questions that come up for you? You know what I think she did? She name dropped it and if you notice on uh, Delicious website she has a robe called the Valentina now. Oh. We're getting deep. Did. And this is this for the listeners is D apostrophe L-I-S-H. Do Google this. So do we think it's, this is like Drag Race Spawn Con basically that's happening? This is NASCAR. <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah i think i think when a when the queens get cast on the show they just like put out an email blast and they're like who wants to give me clothes right yeah and like people just send them stuff but i mean but you that's know, a good point if, because to for all of these designers to have their clothes featured mm-hmm. on this show that is at the highest ratings right and most yeah, viewership career, that we've ever yeah. had mm-hmm. And to get a name drop, that's huge for them because look, now we're on this person's website. Mm-hmm. And now we just mentioned it on your podcast. Oh, see, but you know what? I mean, if they want to, if they want to send content. us some, I, right. I won't say no. Oh, that's true. We have to give four them to four robes, please. But I mean, you know what? It makes sense because Rue set the tone for this way early in the season. I still, to this day, remember Al and Chuck dot travel. Like I remember, yes. you know, like it, this is a like show that queens, is built on sponsor boobs for queens and jewels for queens and sequin queen. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just this show is probably a sponsor's wet dream because as we saw in last week's episode, they'll do a four minute segment about a Madame Tussauds wax figure that has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) Well, they have such a sense of humor about it. They never try to hide anything the way like uh, like on Project Runway. Right. Like everything is sponsored and it feels so forced. Yes. And it's like it makes the show sort of unwatchable, but they they have such a sense of humor about mm-hmm. it on Drag Race. It's just it's charming and it's funny. Yeah, yes. and well, there's like and why hide why hide where your money is coming from? Like we we all know, right? We all know that like you're getting sponsored by whatever for this episode. Hamburger Marys. <laughs> well, all the hamburgers you can eat. <laughs> Love, but no more interior illusions. No. Rest yeah. in peace, interior illusions. I mean, that comes okay. So uh, while we're on the topic of hamburger Marys, the the like the giant stiletto cups that they have backstage, yeah. are not on the website. You cannot buy those on the website. Really? I'll, that I like an oversight. Wait, I, you know, I'll pop. No. I'll pop over. I'll pop 
pop over to the store. It's three blocks from my apartment. I'll see what I can get and bring to you guys in New York. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> well, listen, speaking of all these gorgeous looks that we watched, and I have to say personally, two of my favorites actually ended up mm-hmm. as being our winners this week, which is Sasha and Shay. I thought they both I looked incredible. And they, they looked like they, they put together their outfits together Together, right like the black and white looks and i was just like be still my beating heart Uh, both of their hair (laughs) looked Mm -hmm. so good i'm obsessed with both of them um sasha's outfit with like carrying the candelabra with the with the the pasties and the tassels and the the like What's that thing called? The, the corset. corset that goes halfway up. Yeah. Oh, she looks so good. Yeah. And, and that's a Camellia's corset. You can order it on Amazon. <laughs> I her. Zachary, I've now convinced you've come on this podcast just to get free things. I'm just saying. Am I a, C- am I a double agent? Are you like low key? Are you, in- are you, have you infiltrated us? No. Um, and I mean, but on the flip side, if those are the best, we have to, that reverse shot of peppermints behind oh. with the tights oh. visibly. I, as like we've said, Peppermint has been in this game for a minute, and I was genuinely agog that that was something she stepped out on the runway wearing. I don't know if you guys caught this, and this was like an Easter egg that I found within like, it was like a frame on Untucked. Peppermint really prepared to lip sync this week, because if you notice when she walks into Untucked, she like brushes her hair away from her face she had a blonde wig on underneath and the only reason she would have a different colored wig not to stack them would be i'm going to rip this wig off and give you a wig change she was ready wow that that can't happen ever again ever again (laughs) oh the wig change you can't you that happened once and it was great and you just you can't do that again that's not a move that move is banned that is that is a roxy Roxy owns it she did it she birthed it and then she killed it so it's eureka eureka tried to do it and then he cut it out yeah (laughs) they're like no we're not gonna put that in the final (laughs) runway so it's a blessing that peppermint didn't lip sync because that might not have helped her. Yeah, yeah but if listen, if she course. was going to do it this week, that means that's something she thinks she should do just in general. Like, so I mm-hmm. think it could come back. This might be sort of like a Rashomon style. We're seeing the future before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that was too highbrow. Let's bring it back down a little bit. <laughs> Sorry, it's like a weird reverse memento. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a little worried about. About peppermint. Well, if yeah. while we're talking about Untucked, before we move on to the lip sync, I have to say, I rewound 15 times <laughs> Nina not being able to sit up when from when she was lying down. That was so funny. Because her corset was too tight and her hip pads were too big. It was... The it was like the kind of physical comedy that I don't think she has the wherewithal to do, but absolutely mm-hmm. tickled me in such <laughs> a meaningful way. <laughs> Nina... I, Nina was amazing, and I agree with Sasha when she was like, "I loved this because who else would think?" Thank, of this? I was glad mm-hmm. Sasha defended her, but Sasha's yeah. exactly the kind of queen who respects, I think, what Nina is doing on the show. Total fucking weirdness. Yeah, because yeah. she, uh, Sasha herself, is very esoteric and artistic and conceptual, and like I, I liked that someone came to her defense when Alexis was reading it. What did you guys think of Nina's look? I loved it. I, I. <sighs> I, I have some opinions about it. Tell us it. what's on your heart, Adam. <laughs> I thought it was great, but it was very strange. Sure. It was very strange, and I'm surprised that the judges liked it so much. Do you think the crying like, helped her? 
No, I don't know. I was, I that was a sort of a strange moment. I think it probably annoyed some of the judges. Um, <laughs> I ju- I'm just, I still can't really figure Nina out. I was, I was not the biggest fan of her look this week. Um, I was a little confused by it, but you know, I'm not a judge on the show, so. We're all judges. Yeah, I was going to say, but you're a judge in your own life, so judge away. Read it. Wait, the other great moment from Untucked, though, before we move away from it, was Trinity. Oh, um, finally <laughs> a fight. Good. Finally a oh. fight. In which, which, in which she delivered the, like, the second best like comment ever since like Kennedy's crystallized Glamazon thing, where <laughs> Nina says to her, I just think that, you know, you have a kind of a mean look. And then Trinity says, <laughs> I have 50 units of silicone in my face. Like, uh, what do you want me to do? I loved it. <laughs> like, I... And you know, underneath all that silicone, those muscles were so frustrated and mad. So but mad. on the surface level, all you saw was, I have 50 units. <laughs> <laughs> I know, her resting bitch face. It was a but moment I was finally like, untucked his back. We're fighting. Like, this is mm-hmm. what this, sh- this little half hour show exists for. Well, we should talk about the okay, lip sync. Okay, so first of all, where I mean, where to begin with this lip sync, you guys? Let, let's I'm gonna you know let's start with the good and then we'll move into the bad. So what would you like that to? Wasn't s- much good. Uh, you know, it was cr- no. <laughs> I felt like Trinity was good, but don't you feel like Trinity looked so good because she was standing next to a literal corpse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah she- like. They were they were really overreacting to what I thought Trinity was doing. Like the judges were screaming like it was Alyssa and, you know, I mean, and Alyssa. Like they were screaming like it was Alyssa, basically. Yeah, it was competent. Yeah. I and mean, that's the best thing I can say about it. She like, did a somersault into a hair flip. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. But like, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think against other queens, like she probably would not have, not have survived. Um but she just happened to be up against Charlie. She happened to be against somebody who literally gave up. Literally Would not stopped. move. Jen just completely well, stopped. She clapped. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. What I thought was humorous was at the beginning of the episode, Charlie said, I don't want to only be known as the guy who does Cher, Madonna, and Gaga. And at the end of the episode, I was like... I think you'd rather be known for being those three than for being mm-hmm. yourself at this moment because mm-hmm. what a poor, poor way to exit RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I, it, was, it was really disappointing. I thought it was pretty disrespectful to just stand there. And then she brought up Bianca and how Bianca doesn't lip sync and Bianca never had to lip sync. But if Bianca had been in the bottom, she would have given it her all. Yes. Totally. And Charlie just just stood there to go on drag race and say i refuse to lip sync is like why even be on the show yeah you know what you signed up for like this is a lip syncing competition Mm -hmm. yes and it's i just like how are you gonna look at a queen who like tries out every year and doesn't make it and then you got on the show and you just refuse to Mm -hmm. play the game it's so insulting to them yeah i thought i was so many no go ahead sorry no i was just gonna say i was surprised that rue just sort of let her go. Like I thought that was gonna. Her out. Yeah, like I thought that was gonna be the moment where Rue lost her shit, or at least, mm-hmm. I mean, if we can get drag is not a contact sport from someone attempting to make a show of themselves, <laughs> at least be like, you know, drag is not a sport for corpses. Like it is, a, it is. You have to, you have to move. You unless, have to you're do, Nina, unless you're Nina, unless you're Nina, unless you're Nina. But I mean, it was, it was a shock. What were you gonna say, Zachary? 
it just I think it just really hurts because there are so many girls, like you said, out there who really, really want and need this. Yeah. And I remember last was season seven when Jasmine Masters was like, Oh, if I'm against Kennedy, I'm just not gonna lip sync. Right. And she in the end lip synced. But when she said that, everyone on the show attacked her. Yeah. But then Charlie does it literally on stage, just stands there. And I keep thinking of all these other all these other queens across the country who should have been there in that position, and it breaks my heart. I mean, I bet it broke the heart of everyone else on stage because mm-hmm. the whole time they kept being like, "Charlie, come do on, something. Charlie, move, do something." Yeah. Which, in which, it's so I I don't think I've ever heard someone interrupt a lip sync, yeah. right. from like one of the queens to like shout over the music like. Shit went down. Yeah. Like, Charlie, do something. I mean, was it li- was what we were all screaming at our televisions. It was... Yes. And I, I My mean, mouth was agape the entire time. She it should was... have just kicked off the shoes. If, yeah, it, if like, she right. couldn't move in the shoes, take them off. I loved you know. I loved Aja's read, though, about Charlie shooing kids off his lawn. I thought that was <laughs> so funny. It, this was a really... I have to say, this was a really good episode for Aja to turn mm-hmm. the tide, I think, a little bit in her favor. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the next episode just to get everybody's reactions to Charlie. The one thing I will say is that the thing that Charlie said as he was packing up and leaving the show, um, maybe this was an untouched, maybe it was in the show itself, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But just um, people think that this show is made for the young queens, but I want to encourage every queen over 40, all the seasoned queens, to apply for the show and come be on the show, which, like... And do better than me. And do better than me. Well, they couldn't do worse, frankly. I mean, at the end of the day, if you get on the show, you're probably going to leave better than Charlie did. (laughs) Yeah, that that was the worst lip sync performance 100% in history and like that's a dubious yeah uh that's like is that what you want to be known for right yeah it was worse than honey mahogany and they they literally both got sent home yeah Yeah. that was because at least they both tried Mm -hmm. they did trying is important trying is important and you know what (laughs) on that note i have to say this has been such a fun conversation with the three of you. I love having this time to really dig into what I think is one of the best shows happening in the his- in the history of television. Um, oh, it's the best show ever. I love Indeed. it. <laughs> well, Adam, you will have to come back. Now you're an official member of our little family, so please come back. But thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course, Zachary, thank you for illuminating and enlightening all of us once again with your wealth of knowledge. We love you and thank you. Oh, thank you. I was just here for the craft services. So. I think you're officially the show's economist, by the way. <laughs> yes, that is true. And is, there, is there a drag queen economist? There is now. That's right. And also, you're going to have to pay for those snacks you took just FYI. There's a cash register on the way out. Oh. Well. It's not free. <laughs> There's not a free ride. And Eleanor, as always, a joy to hear your voice. Thank you so much. A pleasure. A pleasure to see you. Likewise, likewise. And guys, with that, I have to say, for one more week, the library is closed. Okay, maybe on next recording, we should do who we all wish people would do for Snatch Game. Yeah. Or who we and all... who, we, who we would do. 
we ourselves like if would we do? were if we were on Drag Race, who would you do? Oh, I would do Baby Jessica, who fell down the well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this. Either that or or Meatwad from Aquatine oh Hunger God. Force. But <laughs> no one would get it. No one would get it because I would like speak they're... like this, and no one would fucking get it. That's perfect. And no one would. Everyone would be like, like Rue would. Rue would kick me off. 